This is Eric Polkowski, Hollywood Pony, with the Chad Robuckle Podcast for Friday, June 16th, 2006. I'm joined uh, in studio by my special guest, Pat Healy. Hello. Welcome, Pat. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. I love Studio City. Uh, you mean Culver City? I love I? Culver City. Culver where City, where my studios are located. That's right. Not Eric in Studio is. City, that's far away. Yeah. Especially this time of day. The studio... It. In Culver City. Right, the studio. I, it is a city unto itself right. in many ways. And, and I am the mayor. Correct. Of this studio. McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Uh, so, Pat Healy. Yes. Now, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. This uh -oh. is something we didn't talk about in the pre-interview, but I've been dying to know. Any connection to the character Pat Healy in There's Something About Mary? That's the, funny that you asked that, because... It was a big deal when it, when that movie came out. Was it ninety eight or ninety? Yeah, I'm betting. I'm betting it was. And uh, I wasn't. You know, I was not too happy about it then. But you know, just the other day, somebody wrote on. I think it was on IMDb on the message board there. The the same question. And then, well, yeah. The only reason I is because like a lot of times, um, those guys and like South Park guys will put somebody's name right. in that they know in real life. Yeah, and in, in that case, I believe it's a, one of their producers, his name Patrick Healy. Oh. And that that was based on him. So for the record, it's not you. It's not me, no. no. But someone on IMDb thinks that it is. That's that's a scoop right there. Yeah, not wow. me. Another Pat Healy, who I believe is also a, uh, a writer and director, as am I, so it's getting to be a little tricky because I think he made it into the uh, director's guild before I did. But so we'll now you have that. to be something else? Is it like with the... I think he's Patrick, SAG? so I'll probably be able to be Pat. I'm Pat and SAG, but I think once I join the DGA, once I make my film, and I've only made shorts up to this point. So. All right. Well, it's a good thing they didn't give him a cameo in one of their movies. That's true. Because then he'd be in SAG. But I was in SAG already. Oh, you were? I am. Right. What a total... Wow, you've been, so you've been in SAG for a while. I've been in SAG for... Oh, boy. Ten years? Well, see, that's interesting because uh, I was checking out your IMDb page, uh -huh. and you've got 44 credits here, which is that's right. Nothing oh, wow. to sneeze really at, yeah. Oh, wow. 44, starting with Home Alone 3. That's correct. That was the 1997, first film that Agent I did. Rogers. I filmed that in the uh, winter of 1996, 97. Uh, it was my first movie in Chicago. It was freezing, and I remember just being blown away by. You know, being in this union where I was outside and my ears were cold, so two different people were dispatched, one on each ear, to uh, warm each one of my wow. giant satellite dish-like ears. Wow, so the, so the whole prima donna bit started it early. Started, it started right started right there. away. Yeah. And I was like the guy, the FBI agent, I was Agent Rogers, I was the guy behind the guy with all the lines. Gotcha. I just, you know, the suit. But I imagine you must have had at least one line, right? I believe I did. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. What it is. It's been them, a long time. Wow. It's still a, a great source of income for me because those movies are really popular on DVD with the kids. Oh, really? So yeah. you, every once in a while you get a check? Yeah, about every three months I get a good sized check. Good sized check. Yeah, that's, wow. that's been a good, reliable source of income for about ten years now. That's 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 not too bad. So. And actually, I should say I got my SAG card on the first movie I was hired on uh, called. Uh, my best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts, and I, I was hired by the director who was like, we're going to put you in, we're going to put you in. 
And then I actually, I went to the set and put costume and makeup on for two days. I sat around and watched Julia Roberts and Rupert Everett talk to each other and they never ended up using me. Wow. But I got my card out of that. You just still got in yeah. there. Yeah. That, that's similar to my first uh, commercial. What was that? I was, I was supposed to have, like my agent was telling me, you know, you might be in three different spots. You're going to be like the sidekick to right. the main guy. And I show up and, and I, I end up like sitting in this room. <laughs> for like eight hours and I'm like you know kind of like hey what's going on am I you know hey remember yeah. me <laughs> and they're like yeah yeah sit tight sit tight so you know I, I got there eight o'clock and maybe around like three or four they start telling me to get ready and you know it wasn't like I was in a, like there wasn't even a TV right I was I was just sitting there going like am I fired you start to wonder if you're like a scientific right. experiment do they start poking I, I, yeah like if you're on like punked or something yeah and uh so they bring me out turns out I'm in like three seconds of one commercial yeah and that's it <laughs> cause you know they changed you know whatever right no longer was I like the sidekick I was just like you know right I mean it was cool I'm not complaining but yeah. it's just you know and luckily, it, the commercial was for 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 the day rape drug. So you're glad it was. And now I'm I'm forever associated. I played rapist number three. <laughs> well, and I really I not, really sold it. You're lucky that you're not in like a whole series of those then. I get yeah. I mean it is it is a mixed mixed bag there. I turned down a uh, commercial campaign when I was younger to be the spokesman for for a big uh, commercial campaign that's still on the air like eight years later because uh, I didn't want to be. Known as that guy. What was what was that, that guy? That millionaire, if you will. That millionaire. That millionaire is, his name is, uh, God, what is his name? Brian Baker. He's the Sprint spokesman. He's the guy in the suit and the trench coat. Oh, really? Yeah, that job was offered to me. And uh, I, w I was going to be a big movie star, so I didn't want to. Well, I mean, on, on the one hand, you know, yes. Yeah, you're mi you're missing out on millions and millions yeah. of dollars. But that guy can really only do that. For That's now right. On. It hasn't paid off yet, but it will someday. You're in it. You're in it for the long haul, not like Brian, whatever his name. Right. Yeah. That guy's Brian just, Millionaire. Married Brian Millionaire. Right. Star Trek. Guy. He's just he's just about cashing in as yeah. quick as he can. Whatever. I don't know. I, I hear he's a nice man. I'm sure he is. But I, yeah, like that guy and That's like the Verizon guy. Oh, the can you hear me now? Well, every yeah. time I say I was this guy, they, they're like, can you hear me now? Because I, I got to admit, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Sure, at everyone first. does. But no, I, I remember that guy Just from the sprint who's like, yeah, he kind of has like a deep voice. And he's like, yeah, but you know, the, it sounds like, thing. yeah. It's supposed to be, it was supposed to be like the X-Files type, you know. Yeah, see, and that's actually outlasted it to the point where nobody even really remembers the X-Files. No, sure. You say X-Files, people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Well, the Rockford Files? Yeah. Replacing okay. it with X? Because you don't have the rights to Rockford? Is that like the X game? No, another show. Ugh. It's worthless talking uh, to you. These kids today, they yeah. just... So okay. you were in uh, Treasure Island. Treasure Island. Treasure Island was a film that I did when I first moved out to Los Angeles in 1998. It was the first movie that I did out here. And it's a uh, experimental art film that actually went to Sundance that year in 99 and won a prize for, like, special recognition for special artistic uh, merit or something. Which, uh, interestingly enough, co-stars uh, Nick Offerman, who is the, the older brother of... Uh, of Matt of Offerman. Matt Offerman, one of your... Wow, I didn't know that. in crime, yeah. Nick and I were roommates. 
friends from old friends from Chicago and roommates out here for, for a couple of years, I think. Right on. He's yep. a good guy. Good guy. Gonna give a shout out to old Nick. Nick Offerman. Yeah, you got you got a lot of credits here. Like I said, there's forty four, there's a nice mix of the T V guest spot. Yeah, a lot of that. And, a lot uh, of bread and butter uh, jobs. You know, Nerd Hunter three thousand four. Yeah, some that's you a played big... Gorm, <laughs> and nobody can forget your uh, your turn as Who Gorm. Who could forget Gorm in uh, Nerd Hunter three thousand four? That was my friend Jer uh, John Schnipp, who's an animator. Is actually the uh, head animator of the uh, new show called Death Clock that Brendan Small and Tommy Botch are doing for for Adult Swim that I think premieres in August. Oh yeah, uh, they have seen the promos for that. John directed that, and it was co-written by a friend of mine, uh, Eric Hoffman, created it. So you were in Ghost World. Yes, sir. Did you have a... Because I don't... Here, here's the deal with you. I, I yeah. hope this doesn't offend you. No, but please. You, when you look... When you see you... Yeah. You look instantly recognizable. Yeah. And very familiar, but it's kind of that thing where it's like, where did I see that guy? Yeah. Like, sure you get, on the you post office wall or... Right. Is yeah, it, I get a lot it, of like, you know, did I go to school with you? What uh, did, did you know? Where do yeah. I know you? I'm not going to run through. You know, Nerd Hunter 3004? Right. I don't know. It speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, what with some of the other uh, great stuff on there? Uh, more Dogs Than Bones? You know me from More Dogs Than Bones. Mullet? Goldberg. Mullet is my film that I wrote and directed. Now, it's spelled like started. Bullet. Is that correct? Is that what that was? Yeah, that was a, uh, a little bit of an homage. I. I, I had a friend who knew the composer Lalo Schifrin who who got me the music from Bullet, who let me use the music from Bullet in the short, and so and that title kind of came to me, and the character had it had a, a you know kind of modified mullet haircut, but it's about sort of like a it's like a '70s cop show about comic book nerds you know fighting with each other type thing. Wow! I get you a copy of it. You can take All right. Copy. I'm sorry I didn't get it to you in, in time for you to press. Yeah, that's that's my producer's fault. Yeah. You know, I, we do all this prep, and yeah. then, you know, something like that. I, yeah, you got to talk to that knucklehead. So you uh, were also in Magnolia. Magnolia, yeah. You, it says here you had two roles. Great movie. Uh, yeah, I, I played the, uh, what people would probably remember as the uh, pharmacy uh, kid who uh, harasses Julianne Moore when she comes in to get her drugs. Her, her, her drugs. She's getting... Uh, uh, antidepressants for herself and uh, liquid morphine and, and such for her, her husband who's dying of uh, <laughs> that was cancer, hilarious lung and brain cancer yeah oh funny movie and funny, funny movie and then it, and then the beginning of the film there's a series of events that you know are strange events that happen and I play another pharmacist who was who's murdered in a place called Greenberry Hill London uh, by three guys named Greenberry and Hill strange coincidences wow Double. There's a lot of stuff going on in that movie. You see it. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's like I felt like I missed so much. Yeah, yeah. People ask me like, "Oh, what about this part?" And I'm like, eh. "You gotta watch it again." I remember like when the frogs were coming. I'm like, I get like all the bullet points. Right, right, right. Somebody might. Yeah. Uh, now, so I did some snooping on you, and I'm supposed to ask you a couple of things. Okay, some snooping. Uh, number one, what was it like to work with Brad Pitt? What was it like to work? Oh, Brad Pitt is great. Brad Pitt is one of my favorite people to work with. He, I, I did a film uh, that he produced and starred in over the winter uh, that's coming out in the fall, I think. The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Is that it? That was it. 
and I was. Uh, they changed the name. No, that was the. That's the title. That's the title of the book by Ron Hansen that it's based on. But I guess they've moved it to 2007 now. Uh, it was going to come out in the fall, but it's probably not coming out till next year. Now, Andrew Dominic, who directed Chopper, it's a great Australian movie with Eric Bana, is directing it and wrote it, and uh, Brad's company produced it, and and uh, he was really good to me and really nice guy. really nice guy, really that's cool. Uh, uh, you know, fought for me to be in the movie and was was happy for me to be there and was really uh, really great to work with. All right, so real quick, uh, what was it like house sitting for Mark Marin? <laughs> Well, I was I was house sitting for Mark Marin was in New York doing his radio show for uh, Air America for a while, and his wife Mishna, who was a friend of mine, I was going to go out there and spend some time with him. So I house sat for them last year, I guess in the springtime before I went. I went away and did a movie last summer in North Carolina, and then I came back and was there for a little while in the fall. So I was I spent some time there alone and some time there with Mishnah was there. But I only met Mark more recently. How did really. you get get hooked up with that if you don't know him? I just knew Mishnah through through I comedy. She's a stand up as well and a writer. A uh. very funny, pretty lady. And uh and so then I met Mark through Mishnah, but but they're both great people. I they're they're terrific. Right on. And I was just excuse me, I actually just did Mark's radio show as a wacky character. Excuse me, God. What, what was the wacky thing? Filet of fish. Filet of, yeah, I can smell it. Yeah, it's wafting over there. Excuse me. Uh, I play this character named uh, Scott Dalvis, who uh, is a uh, guy who reviews movies with really ridiculous criteria. For example, he uh, he gives the uh, Al Gore global warming movie, An Inconvenient Truth, a bad review because that it's made by Paramount at the beginning, the, the Paramount Mountain. They don't melt the ice off the cap and the logo. So he gets mad and ah, doesn't like the movie. That would have been a nice time. Something like that. I'm going to have to agree with that guy on yeah. that one. All right, well, uh, we're... Waterworld. We're about uh, out of time here. Oh, Jesus, are we? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, 14 minutes. That's... I've said absolutely nothing. That's not true. That's not true. We've, we've, we've had some good times here. <laughs> it's, it's been a journey. That's what I always tell people. Is this people. supposed to be funny at all? No. No, stop <laughs> laughing. Stop it! <laughs> You you started asking about Ghost World a while back, and then you never asked me anything about it. Uh, yeah, what was that like? Good? It was great. Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, thanks to uh, Pat Healy. Thank uh, you, Eric. Actor extraordinaire. Yeah, well. Prolific, uh, one working, working actor. It's nice yeah. nice to meet one of those. Nice to meet you. Um, and this is Eric Filipkowski, Hollywood Phony, signing off for the Chad Robuckle Podcast. And remember, I hate you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs>